0: Having a strong PR partner that can help you navigate that space, that can help you turn your look at us, we're so amazing stories into something that's actually relevant for your audiences and interest of journalists, I think that has always been key and I always see that as quite a strong early investment as well.
1: This is Digital Communicators, the comms focus show for the tech sector. Hello, my name is Simon Coughlin. Today I'm joined by Beatrice Ascunner from our client Leapwork. Hi, Beatrice. Hi, Simon. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. Can you kick off by telling us a bit about your current role at Leapwork and an outline of what the company does?
0: Yes, absolutely. So my current work at Leapwork is as a chief marketing officer. I joined the company about a year ago. What we do at Leapwork is simply trying to solve what's essentially quite a complex issue with hopefully quite an easy solution. So if you look at the world around us, Simon, you know, businesses are building and customizing more software than ever before. That's no news, right? But what we see since the pandemic and what we see at the pace that companies are trying to do that and trying to innovate and improve their businesses, it's not matching up with the systems that they're using, the talent that they have access to, which means that most organizations today, they have this fine balance that they want to bring something fast to market. But if it breaks, it can have catastrophic events for an organization. We see public outages and software causing issues for companies all the time in the media. And we think at Leapurk fundamentally that this comes down to there being a mismatch in the abilities for companies to leverage tools, and in our case, primarily automation software for software testing, to solve this issue. And this scalability issue and this sort of inability to solve this is because they're deeply code-based or low-code, as many companies call it, whilst the workforce trying to solve tests and QA or quality assurance They're not always coders or developers, and there's a lack of people that can code in the market. So we fundamentally think the only way of solving this need for test automation is by providing a product that essentially
1: doesn't require code. And your own career, Beatrice, where were you before Leapwork?
0: Before Leapwork, I was with a payment solutions company called Adyen. It's a global company that is doing end-to-end software for payment technology all over the world. I actually started my career, however, in advertising, and that's where I spent the first two years of my career before moving over to tech and in this case, payments.
1: So for someone that's worked in the B2B tech space for some time, what do you see as being the main challenges of a CMO of a growing tech business?
0: I think the main thing is focus, right? Because if you look at growth organizations and if you look at marketing Specifically, there's a a million and one things that you can do to try to engage with your audiences. There's a crowded space out there also when it comes to B2B. It's very difficult for anyone trying to purchase any type of tools and technology to try to gain sort of what are the benefits? Is this worth my investment? And that's of course what we try to solve for in the marketing department. So I think really trying to get to know your audiences becomes key If you're in B2B marketing and just like in any organization, then focus on the initiatives that will bring customers value and where we can actually help them create value for their organizations rather than trying to be everywhere and everything for everyone, which is I think one of the things that you run into as a growth organization. You want to do so much, but focus is actually what tends to bring you forward and knowing your audiences will bring you closer to them and usually provide more success as a company.
1: Last year, Leapbook announced that it raised $62 million in Series B funding. And at Babel, we were really pleased to help you achieve some great coverage for that announcement. What role does marketing and PR play before, during and after such an announcement?
0: I would say before such an announcement, it's of course being very clear on preparing the organization to find a strong messaging around, hey, why did we go out and find this funding in the first place? What is it going to go towards? Why is it strategically important for the company? Often within an organization, you have tried to contextualize this best you can and PR and marketing is really bringing that across the line. I think during an announcement like that is, of course, again, making sure that it gets to the right audiences and that we're able to reach the people that we're planning on reaching and make sure that we can enhance that messaging. I think after it becomes more of a long term, how do we build on the core pillars? For example, when we announced the funding last year, we talked a lot about how this was going towards our global expansion and the further investment in our product. This still rings true, but I think as a PR and marketing function, we then have to build on those messaging and and contextualize it and continue updating the market, how we grow and what value we add.
1: Do you have any specific advice for other B2B marketeers that may be going through that early stage funding process?
0: I think the main thing is to double down with your founder team on why do you exist in the first place. I think when you're speaking to investors, it's what's your claim to exist and how can you contextualize that and make it about not only the storytelling, but actually the concrete value that you can bring. I think when we bring in funding, of course it all starts with having a strong claim to existence and being able to show initial interest and a product market fit to that. I think when it comes to the more PR side and how do you make sure that the world knows about the great things that you're doing and if you've been able to secure funding, how do you make sure that people, people know that and pay attention? I think also I found even in early stages that it's really worth investing in having a good PR partner I think, you know, journalists nowadays, they're very careful because the market is so crowded. They could be covering funding news and B2B news, I think, each and every day, which would, I think, take away from the quality of their journalism. I think having a strong PR partner that Can help you navigate that space that can help you turn your look at us we're so amazing stories into something that's actually relevant for your audiences and interest of journalists i think that has always been key and i always see that as quite a strong early investment as well
1: could you tell us a little bit about the tangible impacts of funding on the marketing function within a b2b technology company do you see the benefits or does it present additional challenges
0: I think we do see the benefits. I can give you an example. The interesting thing when you invest something in in B2C or B2B is there's marketing investments that you can almost see not an instantaneous in B2B marketing, but you can within sort of two to three months, you can see a return on investment when we're driving leads that we then can turn into direct revenue for the company. Everything else can become a little bit more abstract. But once you start digging into the data, I think brand and PR efforts and what would be referred to as more top of funnel efforts from a marketing side, you start seeing those back in the data as well. When we had our B round announcement last year, we saw an incredible spike in traffic to our site. And much of that traffic actually started translating to companies that were interested to work with us as well. So Although sometimes it might feel like longer term goal and the more known you become as a company, the more you will see people come to you rather than you reaching out to them. You can also see sometimes quite instant results on those investments. And I think we're potentially heading towards rougher economic climates right now. There's a lot of talk about it and it's making a lot of businesses insecure. It's always quite dangerous to huddle down and lose your visibility as a company. You always have to be mindful of your investments in times where maybe your revenue will be impacted so that obviously you can make the smartest, most focused choices. I found that investments in brand and PR sometimes exactly becomes the sort of factor that will outsmart your competitors where maybe they cut costs and lose their visibility a little bit because the world keeps on spinning and businesses will keep on investing in things that make sense to their business. And if you have a product that can help organizations grow, become more efficient, maybe even save money, then completely cutting off your visibility in the outside world never makes any sense to me.
1: Clearly, branding is hugely important in the ever more competitive B2B tech space. And I know that Leapwork recently went through a brand refresh. Can you talk us through that process? Why now? And what have been the main challenges?
0: I think the why now is simply because we see that our space is getting more and more crowded. There are multiple test automation companies out there to go back to sort of what problem do we solve compared to our competitors? That really comes back to having a no-code solution that really anyone with business expertise in test automation, in application management, in quality assurance can leverage. But when you're someone looking from the outside in, we saw and we found ourselves that we were really in this sea of sameness. Everyone was making the same claims, although our products can be quite different. It was important for me when we're at this stage that we really take a stand and claim our difference. And the rebrand became an an important baseline in terms of doing that and in terms of positioning ourselves as a company that is radically different from our competitors. I think in terms of the timing... Uh, It's because we're in this phase where we are creating more growth for ourselves, where we are creating more visibility for ourselves. And I think it's important that we are very mindful of our positioning as early on as possible in the process. And I think we've been able to do that now in comparison to many other places in the market.
1: You touched briefly on the importance of PR during that funding process. Could you expand more generally what your views on the value of PR to B2B companies?
0: I think working with PR, it does two things, right? It enables you to reach audiences wider than your own channels. I think that's the baseline, reaching out to media and reaching out to news and television or podcasts or radio, whatever medium is suitable for your business. It, it enables you to go further than what you can do just by social media and your website, for example. So I think the reach is always attractive. I think more fundamentally, though, it forces you to think about the value that you're bringing to your audiences in a different way. You know, journalists with exceptions tend to not want to cover a company that just says, hey, we're amazing and here's the press release. Underpinning that we're amazing. And I think having a good PR partner, it forces you to focus your message. What are journalists interested in? What will audiences actually want? Therefore, how can we center what it is that we're trying to say in a message that is valuable to the audiences we're trying to reach? And therefore, also automatically becomes more interesting for journalists to cover. And I think it forces you really to have that value-based messaging as a company and a strong PR partner really challenges you on the best way of doing that.
1: And what the key goals for Leapwork for the rest of 2022 and into 2023? I know last year when you announced the funding, you were talking about global expansion. Can you give us any indication over what that looks like?
0: I think just as we announced a year ago, our focus really remains on underpinning that global expansion right and for us that primarily means the us and some key european markets we have traditionally been an east coast based company when it comes to united states and many of the companies that we worked with over the years are east coast based however we're seeing a lot of interesting growth also coming in from the west coast of the united states and we are able to connect and work more and more with some of the tech players out there so i would say For us right now, focus is still key um, and US still becomes a primary market. It has great opportunity and that's where we will continue doubling down. And furthermore, it still becomes a focus on our product and continue developing our product. I think we have the core issue that we're solving, connecting and being able to have teams focus and be able to contribute to test automation in their organizations without being able or needing to code, and we're building our roadmap accordingly. So, we have some very interesting product announcements coming up later this year, which I'm personally very excited about. So, continue investing and making sure that we're ahead with our product next to the global expansion we're doing is really the focus the second half of this year, but of course, also going into the coming years.
1: Well, we, we've loved seeing how LeapBook has grown over the past year since working with you, and we're really looking forward to the next few months and years ahead. Beatrice, thanks very much for joining us. And I wish you a very successful remainder of 2022. Thank you, Simon.
0: We're looking forward to it as well.
1: For more information about Babel and other episodes of this podcast, head to www.babelpr.com forward slash podcasts.